Good morning to you. You're very welcome, those who are here present and those who are virtually joining us. Maybe you've joined us for Eucharist uh, there at 10 o'clock, or you might be tuning in for the first time. It might be afternoon time where you are, or it might be night time. Uh, so wherever you are, near or far, or if you're here physically present, you're really welcome to our retreat. Uh, just going to give you a couple of announcements uh, before I begin. Um, and uh, normally we celebrate the sacrament of the sick and the sacrament of reconciliation during our summer retreats. Um, but unfortunately, as we know, that's not possible at present. So instead, we're going to celebrate a mass for the sick tomorrow, Friday morning at 10 a.m. So tomorrow, Friday morning at 10 a.m. will be a mass for the sick. And um, the celebrant will uh, be the Bishop of Limerick, uh, uh, Bishop Brendan Leahy. So he'll be very welcome. And the preacher will be Father Seamus. Father Seamus will also lead a reconciliation liturgy without individual confession. So you understand that we have to do the virtual thing because of social distancing for, for, for the sacraments. Um, so that's uh, tomorrow, Friday at 4 p.m. So he, uh, Father Seamus will lead that reconciliation without individual confessions tomorrow, Friday at 4 p.m. And the preacher on Saturday, then the final day of the retreat, will be Father Jerry. Our summer book promotion continues in the monastery shop, um, open Monday to Saturday from 9 until 3. So I, I, I know there's a lot of announcements, um, but I'll repeat them again uh, ju just before I leave. So can I just invite you, just before we begin, I'm uh, just to take a little moment to centre ourselves and just to invite the Lord into maybe some of the deeper recesses of our mind and our body and our spirit and our reality, whatever your reality is, whatever you're going through right now. Um, uh, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a piece of scripture. It's a piece of scripture that we're all, you know, very, very familiar with. But, you know, the old uh, appendage to that is that the scripture pieces we're very familiar with. We almost need to kind of stay, take a step back and, and cock our ears and our soul and our hearts a little bit more because there's a danger of hearing it and kind of knowing what this story is about. Do you know, when we do that, I think... You know, I know I can only speak for myself, but I know when I do that semi-consciously or consciously, what I'm doing is I'm actually blocking the spirit. You know, I'm actually blocking the spirit. Now, the spirit will find its other ways, but we can actually block the spirit. So sometimes I think we need to kind of say, okay, let me try. I know this is hard, but let me try and hear this. Um, it, it won't be for the first time, but, it, but in a new way. Open me up. Open me up to your spirit, whatever way your spirit wants to connect in with my story through your grace. That's the Lord's grace. Uh, and then I'm going to just share on it then uh, afterwards, if that's okay. So first of all, I just invite you, if you want to, just to open your hands. Um, I just always believe it's, it's a powerful uh, symbol. So um, just to gently, if you want to, at home and here present, uh, wherever you're watching this from, just to open your hands very gently on your lap and just to close your eyes and just to get in touch with your rua, that beautiful ancient Gaelic word, which actually has a lot of roots in many other languages, actually. Uh, and it all translates as breath, the breath of. 
in our in in our spiritual context the breath of the divine of god however we understand god to be so just invite you to release your breath and release give yourself permission to release what you need to let go of right now and ask god to help you sometimes we don't know what we need to let go of and as you breathe out just release what it is that you need to let go of as best you can when we release it sometimes we still cling to it as we're releasing it so to speak and we need to fully push ourselves to let go And as you let go, just breathe in. I invite you to breathe in God's blessing, God's grace, God's peace, God's life, God's creativity, God's surprises within to your soul and your hearing, your heart and your mind. Into the very inner core, as Adrian Van Kam says, of our being. And breathe out and release and breathe in and receive God's grace and God's awareness and God's enlightenment and God's spirit. Give yourself permission to relax your mind and your body and your spirit as best you can. Lord, open our minds and hearts and spirits to receive not only your word, but your enlightenment within the word for us personally. We make this and all of our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. piece of scripture I'd like to proclaim with you and for us to reflect on and and for you to just invite you to listen to this story and if you can invite you to imagine yourself on the boat now you're not Jesus you're not Peter you're not any of the other known disciples you as the living disciple right now are on that boat. One day, as Jesus stood by the lake of Genezareth, with the crowd gathered around him, listening to the word of God, Jesus caught sight of two boats left at the water's edge by the fishermen, now washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon. And he asked him, Simon, pull out a little from the shore. There Jesus sat and continued to teach the crowd. When he had finished, he said to Simon, put out into deep 
water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon replied, Master, we have worked all night and caught nothing. But if you say so, I will lower those nets. This they did and caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and to help them and they came and they filled both almost to the point of sinking. Upon seeing this, Simon Peter fell at Jesus' knees, saying, Leave me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and his companions were exceedingly amazed at the catch that they made, and, and so were Simon's partners, James and John, Zebedee's sons. Jesus said to Simon, Simon, do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. So they brought their boats to land and leaving all that they had, they followed Jesus. And this is ours, this is yours, the gospel, the good news of the Lord. Can you have a desire? Can I have a desire beyond desire? Put out into deep water and let your nets for a catch. Can you have a desire beyond desire? Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. A couple of observations. Even though Peter and the others came to the lake to catch fish, there was something else that they wanted, even though they didn't know it. It's the same with you and with me. There are times that we, from the inner core of ourselves, we're looking for something. And it's not only that we can't name it, sometimes we don't even know that we're looking. But maybe we're manifesting it out in all kinds of behavior. And maybe others notice. This story is about life and how we live. And by that, I don't simply mean what we do. This is a story about desire. A desire that goes beyond fishes. A desire even beyond Jesus. Some people might call
call it a desire beyond desire. See, on the surface, it would be easy to hear this story in not necessarily a bad, but a light, superficial way. You know, it would be fair to look at this story as a disciple of Jesus, whoever we are, baptized, married, whatever the relationship context is, religious, priest, whatever, as one in which Jesus fulfills the desires of Peter and the others. You know, the desire to catch fish, the desire to be successful, the desire to make a living. It's much more to the story than that. See, it's, it's, it's more than fish, it's more than success, it's more than making a living. What do they do with the fish? What do they do with their success? The money they would have made at the markets once they got back to shore. They left everything and followed Jesus. They walked away. Those things were not the end of the story, but the beginning of the story. Their initial desires took them to the lake. It did take them to the lake. But it was a desire beyond the desire that called them beyond the lake. Be patient with me if you're finding this a little heavy going. You see, we know what that's like. You've experienced that too. You've had times when you have said, and I have said, if only I could. Haven't there been many moments in your life, in your families, in your relationships, in your ministries, if only I could. So I invite that to say that to you right now. Let you say that to yourself. You know what's going on in your own story. What is the, oh, if only I could right now, in your narrative? Fill in the blank for yourself. Whatever it is that you think right now would fulfill you. Is it to be on a holiday <laughs> somewhere with sunshine that lasts and really feels warm? Is it to be in a community where there's no kind of little backstabbing or nitpicking or jealousy or division directly or indirectly or a family or whatever your work context is? Is it something that you really feel if you had right now it would not make things perfect but make things pretty, pretty good? And then one day, maybe it happened. Maybe you got into that religious community that you're really happy with. Maybe, you know, you got away for a few days <laughs> in when, when COVID kind of opened up, maybe last summer, and, and you got that break that you, you so were looking for. And maybe all of those things, sometimes, sometimes we do get what we're looking for, and, and, and we get it, and it's lovely. And here's the question. Does it turn out exactly like you wanted? 
Not at all as you expected. So maybe it did. Maybe it did turn out the way you wanted. Or, you know, maybe it wasn't what you expected. But either way, either way, humanly and spiritually, there's times that we're left with a yearning. We're left with a desire, a feeling that there's something more, a desire for something else. Has that ever happened? See, it doesn't mean that those things that we've desired were bad or were wrong. It just means that even within those, within our humanity and our spirituality, there can be a desire beyond the desire. See, I can't really define that for you within your context and your narrative and your story. Only you can with God's grace. It doesn't mean that those things we desired were bad or were wrong. It just means that even within there's a desire beyond a desire. So can I just invite you to stay with that, with, with your own story right now, so only you can do this and I can do this. Try and, if you can, name some of, of those realities for yourself. Just to stay a few seconds with that, if that's okay. You see, that desire beyond desire it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's uncomfortable. It's frustrating. It's bewildering. It's not a bad thing. See, there's this temptation, isn't there? You know, there's a temptation that Peter had. There's a temptation that we have, you know. Do you ever feel like Peter did? I think that, uh, you know, I've had enough. I've had enough. I've just had enough. I've had enough of this situation. Maybe you've had enough of a particular event that has happened or a particular relationship with people and you feel, I've had enough. You know, Peter just, I'm sure he felt like, look, let's just get out of this boat. Let's just wash these nets. Let's just go home. It was the desire beyond desire that let Peter answer Jesus. See, he needed that. He actually needed that to respond to Jesus. Notice what he, what he says then. He says, yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. Jesus, you see, Jesus knew. He always gave people freedom. Jesus wasn't uncomfortable with other people's uncomfortableness. Jesus knew that Peter had a deeper desire. And watch Jesus. He didn't magically fill Peter's nets. Because if, if you're automatically jumping to the, the, the plentiful fish, you're missing out. We're missing out on a big, big part of it, humanly and spiritually. He touched Peter's deeper desire. That's what God continues to do for us, as bewildering as it is. What is your deeper desire? Jesus also experienced, see, Jesus also experienced that desire beyond desire. 
And I think that's what he's talking about when he told his disciples, I have food to eat that you do not know of. I think it's, it, it, that's in the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 4. And, but it was, it, it's what was going on when he set his face to Jerusalem in, in, in chapter 9 of Luke. It, it's what Jesus was seeking in the Garden of Gethsemane in, in Luke chapter 22. When, when Jesus said, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup and yet not my will but yours be done. There's something in our human gut. We want to connect with this, with this deeper desire and be known by something beyond what we can acquire or gain or accomplish. We're all looking for this deeper meaning and fullness in our lives. We want our lives to matter. We want our lives to count for something. You want your ministry or your family or your relationships to count for something. You want to feel more alive. You want to be whole. You want to be complete. We, 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 we want to live and, and, and what we want is sometimes even beyond ourselves. Now, you can fill in some of the blanks for you, but that's a flavor of our desire beyond desire. See, Jesus is not our desire beyond our desire. Jesus is the voice and the calling of our desire beyond our desire. Jesus points and guides us to the Father through him. And he accompanies us, journeys us with our desire, within our desire. Jesus is someone who's continually... I love the, the Song of Songs. Uh, I really I think it's, it's very expressive of an intimate relationship uh, between uh, the two lovers and, you know, spiritually between God and us. You know, the lover wooing the other lover. God continually wants to woo us into our desire beyond the desire. So... What if those places in which, remember going back to looking for something, you know, so if we're looking for something, there's a lack within us on some level. That lack isn't a bad lack sometimes at all. But what if those places in which we feel stuck or frustrated or empty or restless or disappointed as if, you know, the moments when you feel you missed the boat, Maybe, maybe you're feeling that right now, you're experiencing that, or you went through a significant situation. You missed the boat. Are the deep waters into which we are, you know, to let down our nets? Jesus didn't let Peter and the others... See, Jesus didn't let Peter and the others, he didn't let them run away from their exhaustion, their disappointment, their empty nets. Did you notice that? He doesn't close people down. See, this is what we do, and this is one of the great sins of the church as an institution, again and again. And sometimes we do it to ourselves as religious and clergy, but many times the church has done it to, to the faithful, to the baptized, is, is not allow people to voice their reality fully. Jesus allowed people to fully voice their reality. So he's allowing, he's not kind of trying to, to people fix it, to, 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 to super please it. He's got a healthy ego going on. He allows them 
to express their exhaustion, to feel exhausted. He allows them to feel disappointed. He allows the empty nets to be. He sent them back again, even though they didn't want to go back, into water where they'd already been before, to deep water, to let their nets free catch. And then what happened? What happened to that deeper desire within desire? They were amazed at the catch of fish. So many fish that their nets were beginning to break. What's going on with you right now? Are you exhausted? Are you frustrated with life? Are you at peace? Are you in a good space? Whatever it is. Particularly, I dare to say, if you are a bit frustrated or exhausted, or you're caught in a rut, or you don't feel that you're growing humanly or spiritually, do you know what's happening? You're hearing the desire, the desire beyond desire. That's a good thing. It's calling you. It's saying, you know what? It's actually kind of praising you in a way, because it's kind of saying to you, I think, anyway, just my opinion, but I think it's kind of saying to you, you know what, you're right. You're right. Dig deeper. Stretch more. Listen to those voices that you don't really want to particularly listen to, some of them. Do you feel unfulfilled and restless? They say to you, congratulations. That's not all bad. Because you've recognized that there's something more. See, that's another opportunity to put out into deep water and let our nets down for a catch. Now, timing won't be on our clock. Never. So that grace moment, that catch moment, when you get more fish than you can possibly want, that'll happen in God's own grace and time. But the invitation to keep and hold your nerve and dig deeper into that desire beyond desire, that's worth waiting for. So instead of washing the nets and going home, let's open our eyes, let's, let's open our ears, let's open our hearts to the deeper waters that are calling you. Let's be attentive to what lies beyond the surface a little bit. Let's make ourselves a bit more open and available to the desire beyond desire. And it's, it's always unfolding and it's never just one thing. It comes to us in a thousand ways. And it changes with the seasons and, and, and situations of life. I could go on more, but I'm going to deliberately not. And I'm going to mark it kind of metaphorically. Dot, dot, dot. Let you continue the journey yourselves and myself and ourselves. And today, just let some of that stuff go in and out of you. Let it flow in and out of you. Let you be the net. And just see what happens. And maybe it'll happen today, or tomorrow, or next week, or next month, or next year. But it'll happen. So I had more to say, but I think I've said enough. Because I think it's important for the dot, 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 your story. Is that okay? Good stuff. So let's finish with a prayer. If I may, you know what prayer it's going to be. 
O angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day, be at my side to light, to guard, to rule, to guide. So just if you happen to be tuning in maybe a little later than when we began, we uh, normally celebrate the sacrament of the sick and reconciliation during summer retreats. It's not possible at present, but we are reaching out, and so there'll be a Mass for the sick tomorrow, uh, Friday at 10 a.m. The celebrant will be Bishop Brendan, and um, you know we just have to deal with the reality of the virtual reality as best we can. Father Seamus will lead a reconciliation liturgy without individual confessions tomorrow, Friday at 4, and the preacher on Saturday will be Father Jerry. Uh, our summer book promotion continues in the monastery shop and it's open Monday to Saturday from 9 to 3. So any support that you can give us uh, is really, really appreciated in, in the different ways. So enjoy your day and thank you very much and let's keep each other in prayer. I think during a retreat it's important to pray for each other and pray for the other out there who doesn't know this retreat is going on but maybe needs our intercession and our prayer as well. Um, Blessed Sacrament will be exposed uh, by Brother Dermot uh, at 12 o'clock and I'll be back for um, my final session which it'll be Father Seamus tomorrow and then Jerry on Saturday at 4 o'clock. Is that okay? And uh, for those of you at home you had that lovely image of Jesus fishing in the nets. I'm sorry you didn't have it physically here, but hopefully you were able to enter it uh, in your mind's eye as well. So enjoy your day.